Hey, what's up everyone out there? Thank you so much for joining another Addicted Fishing Podcast. I'm leading the charge on this one. Cam's sitting next to me scrolling on Facebook on his phone, just like he does 99% of the time. I'm finding relevant information to the conversation that we're about to have <laughs> with the podcast. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been fishing all day, so I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> uh, we got a guest. We got a special guest we're going to have joining us here in just a few minutes. One of our awesome sponsors. Stoked to have you guys talk to him and talk a little bit about their products. We also got Mr. Ryan here from Riverside Guide Service. Yeah. He's been grinding away, fishing his ass off. <laughs> both these guys have. They both look like they've been sitting out in the sun for days on end. and Yeah, a little wind in there, too. Enjoying wind, it, though. Wind it's finally getting to where, like, it should be. Yep. The fishing's finally mm-hmm. <clears throat> getting good, huh? Yes. That's good to know. That's good to know. Now I can start going. <laughs> well, you already burned all your time uh, during that lower Columbia dismal freaking season of the, the, the two-bite wonder. I literally put in, like, 12 straight days out there and hook three fish mm, yeah like i said if you're two fishing it you were a freaking hero yeah yeah it was it was the toughest lower columbia season i've ever seen you know just cold water and too much bait in the river and not enough fish death by a thousand cuts oh and a few seals too yeah there's a couple oh, yeah. of those those didn't help yeah. are they up at, in any of the areas you're fishing or yeah i've seen them twice this week uh at wind river i've seen them in twice at drano in the circle <laughs> you gotta be kidding me no I can't believe they haven't been dealt with by our uh, uh, local um, uh, tribal members. Tribal uh, members of the gorge. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. sure they're they're working on it, but there's probably so many they can't keep up with it. That's uh, true. Unreal. They're going right through the dam, right through the fish lock. And the ones I'm seeing, they're not that big, but they're definitely sea lions. They're just like mm-hmm. smaller ones, teenagers. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So if if you guys are out there listening, you're not from this area, because I have a feeling we got a few people not from this area. We got a big sea lion predation problem out here. They've just been overpopulated. They got put on the endangered species list. I don't know when, but whenever they did that. 50 years ago? It's just the population has absolutely exploded, and it's just like everything our government does. They don't really know how to manage it. Yeah, they, it's funny you say they're no on idea. the endangered list, but I hear they're 300% above what the expectation is for the Columbia River. Correct. Yeah, there's the numbers were like something oh, like 30,000 above kind of what they thought they were looking for back in some of the original plans. The bottom line is, like like Marlon said, it's it's a complete inept fisheries department, complete inept NOAA department that they don't know what to do and they can't manage themselves out of a wet paper bag. And the problem is, is eventually one one of two things is going to collapse. The salmon runs are going to collapse because of predation, and then they're going to collapse, or and then we're going to end up with nothing, or they're going to have to figure out what to exactly do about that. We've made it too easy for the sea lions, and once again. Yeah, well, it's already taken out our lower Columbia sturgeon season, which, you know, years ago they didn't even eat sturgeon. They just showed up when the salmon showed up. Now they've learned that there's year-round food and they don't even leave. And they killed our spawners. And you all that are disappointed about that Astoria freaking season being closed down and all the lower Columbia below Bonneville keeper sturgeon fishery, well, you have one. Well, you have two places to turn uh, your angst to, and that is not the necessarily the seals. They're just doing what seals do, but the department managing it. Exactly. Terrible. Crazy. Moving it really on. is crazy. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. I think it's time we got to bring our guest in here. Yes. <laughs> if not, we're going to get on this really big oh, yeah, spiel keep about going. I'm stopping myself we'll right now. We'll start talking about how we're going to shoot all the sea lions and all this stuff. So we don't, we're not going to get down that road. So, special guest, how about you just go right out the gate and just introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Ryan Lilly. I am the brand evangelist for Old Town uh, Watercraft. We make uh, canoes and kayaks here in Maine since 1898. 
So thanks for having me. Yeah, and that's one of the things that's always been super interesting to me is just how long, like, if anyone's looking for an interesting read, just go read about just Old Town in general. Like, their history is pretty incredible about how long they've been around and what they've been able to accomplish and do just in the U.S. It's it's really, really cool, man. It's one of my favorite things about your guys' brand. Yeah, we've been around the block for a long time, and uh, we've just got such a cool storied history. And, um, you know, it's innovation's really kind of been core to who we are since the beginning and kind of how we've charted our course over the last 125 years is, is pretty cool. And I'm really proud to share, share the story. So um, however much you want to know, I'm happy to, happy to kind of fill you in on our, on uh, the elevator of our, of our uh, brand history. Yeah. So let's start it out quick. So if any of you guys are out there listening, you didn't know, obviously old town's one of our sponsors. We've been working with these guys for a couple years now and they sent us a few kayaks We've been putting them to use. Probably Jordan's been using them more than more than most of us, but we've loved these things. They're, it just allows us to get versatile in all these little fisheries that we didn't have them before. You know, I you hover fishing and just in the Drano bubble and just any of these areas, like having a kayak like that makes you insanely versatile, especially with that autopilot right on the front of the kayak. Yep. Yeah, uh, I had the chance to come out a couple of years ago and fish Drano and the Columbia in the kayaks. And it's just, you know, I, I'm so used to fishing them here on the East Coast, salt and freshwater. And it was really fun to kind of put them to work out in your waters and just see how they excel and do such a good job. Did you guys get some fish when you were out here? We did. Yeah, we did. Um, we ended up catching, I don't know, the, the group, uh, probably the average six or seven fish per patrol uh we were out there for two or three days so we ended up boating uh, 20 or more fish as a group nice it was a good time yeah really good time what what was your experience what what was your initial feeling of catching a pacific northwest salmon oh man it's incredible um it's you know i've had the chance to chase kings on uh lake michigan and the pacific northwest and it was really cool just to kind of compare and contrast even though you know same species, just the, the different location and how they behave and what they hit, what they're interested in is just completely different and unique. So it's fun to kind of relearn uh, when I came to the Pacific Northwest, how you do it with the cut plugs and the scented baits and things like that. It's all kind of like a jerk bait uh, bite on uh, on Lake Michigan. So it was really unique and fun. And what was really kind of stood out to me is, you know, as an East Coast guy, um, you know, I, I couldn't imagine the animosity and the aggression I would face with fishing that close to people. And uh, you guys are <laughs> trolling past each other, high-fiving each other. And it's like, it's such a cool, I mean, you get hung up in someone's line. You're like, that's cool, man. I'll help you out. I mean, you, somebody would get shot. <laughs> so you guys have a really cool scene and it's just really cool to see the community just enjoy being out there together that was what was my biggest takeaway well and these two guys sitting here obviously know it a lot more than me and i'll let them kind of speak to it but i think a lot of us anglers out here in the northwest due to the management of our fisheries we've kind of all had to adapt into these areas like this where we're we are forced to fish around a lot of anglers and we don't really have a choice and so i think the guys that do it they just kind of have an open mind and try to be positive and just know, like, look, this is where I got to be to catch fish. Everyone's going to be here. Let's deal with it and catch fish. What do you guys think? I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, it's – and one, one thing that's funny, too, you know, with, with, with the – with the you know, talking about kayak fishing, and you see these kayakers coming out to the bubble. Well, like today, 
out in the main stem, out in the well, I shouldn't say the main stem, but out in the wind, um, you know, a bite flared up and it was pretty good fishing and like boats were getting them, but there was a couple of kayakers out there running around their old towns. And I noticed like those two guys, when they would go over the fish, cause they were in real shallow water. Those fish were, those fish were sitting about 12, 15 feet deep. They weren't, you know, down off the edge in 20, 30 feet. There was a bit of current out there. The fish were kind of pushed in and those, both those guys whacked their fish, like right at the start of kind of the bite, even before a lot of these guys uh, in the big sleds, like myself, like finally finished out our fish. Now, granted, they only need one fish, but they caught that one fish really fast. And it's because those guys are being stealthy. We're trying to put light leads on our gear and trying to get it back kind of away from our boats, away from our motors, using wide, long bow rods to get things off to the side of the boat to try to kind of reduce our presence just over our gear. But those two kayakers freaking went in there. Doink, doink, and I saw them, like, both catch fish about five minutes away from each other, and 8 o'clock, they were kayaking, they are pedaling, they fell on their butts right back to the ramp. That's an, that's an interesting perspective on it. Something yeah. to think about, things get more crowded, you know, having that stealthy opportunity and having, being able to be, like I said, lessening your presence over those fish and getting a good troll through them and getting a good bait to them, uh, it's a thing. For sure. Definitely a thing. Definitely. You probably saw that while you were out here, too. Like, when you guys were trolling around, we'll take Drano, for example. I mean, it had to have been awesome to be in that kayak because you're just, it's just so versatile and smaller. It's a lot smaller. You know, Ryan's sitting here, and he's got a 24-foot boat. Yeah. Yeah, and you're in there in just a, a 12- or 13-foot kayak. It's got to be really nice just cruising around in the bubble. It is, and, you know, what's what's cool is, you know, kayaks have advanced so much to where you can outfit your kayak to have all the capabilities of a, a larger fishing craft. So it's like you can have all the creature comforts of fishing off of a big boat in that smaller, you know, uh, package. Um, and it just allows you to kind of get to places that a big boat can't get to, or if you're fishing with a group that can't decide what exactly, you know, half the boat wants to go this way, half the boat wants to go this way. You can kind of fish together, but do your own program, which is really cool too. Um, so there's a lot of advantages to it and outside of the trans, you know, the transporting and, uh, you know, storing it when you get home is a lot easier. Maintenance is a lot, a lot easier. So, you know, aside from the affordability aspect of it, there are some unique, unique advantages of, of running a kayak for sure. One of the other unique things that I'm seeing a lot of guys do is, you know, they're outfitting these kayaks with, you know, really the, you know, the top of the line electronics, whether it's the lives, mm -hmm. whether it's side scan, side imaging. And now they're, some of these guys are going into some of these like local bass ponds and stuff that you can't have gas engines in there and yeah. going in there and freaking getting them because they're, they're applying, you know, like technologies that you wouldn't really think would be at some of our little local like yep. pond haunts and they're going in there and they're using that stuff to figure it out because these, these kayaks are outfitted with, like I said, they're top of the line, they're state of the art, they are, they are competitive fishing, uh, in that very small package that a lot of the bigger boats just can't go to. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. saw a guy in Drano two days ago. I swear he had a 16-inch screen on that thing. Like, he had a 16-inch screen, and it was, this thing was, like, as fancy as any of the boats mm -hmm. out there. You know what I mean? That's so awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. well that's one thing, Ryan, as we've kind of promoted Old Town and talked about, that's one of the things that I always talk about with people is, like, hey, this is a really good way to get into, like, an entry watercraft and not have to spend thirty, forty, fifty thousand, sixty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000, which some of our boats are. And you can, I mean, you can be into one and for five, six grand, seven grand, and really have like a fully outfitted badass boat. Yep. 
Yeah, so, I, I outfitted I outfitted a boat for um, ICAST and Bassmaster just to show kind of what's possible. And, you know, when you, you factor in the hull, and I had a couple screens on there, one for side imaging, a Helix 9 for side, and then a Helix 9 hooked up to 360. Um, and I had some other upgrades to it. And you roll that up, I mean, it, again, that was – as, as high as you're probably going to spend, but that was twelve or $13,000 outfitted. And it's, it's going to give you the same experience as a big boat uh, at a fraction of the cost, but you can go as simple as you want to. Like there's days that I go out blind without a, a fish finder and, and I'm just as productive and I keep it simple, but you, you know, sky's the limit with these platforms, which is super cool. And I like how you said platform, because that's one of the things I think has changed. You know, a lot of people think kayak, Oh, I can't stand up. I can't do this. Well, with these, kayaks you can legitimately like stand up well on the kayak and it's it's really stable it's crazy i i stand and fish 90 percent of the time like i i have an autopilot i I run three or four different kayaks but my my daily driver is the autopilot 136 Uh, it's a 13 and a half foot kayak um and if you flip that thing over it looks like a pontoon boat like it's two big pontoons with a channel down the middle so it's exceedingly stable um, you're going to fall out of it before you tip, you know, tip the, the hull. Um, so very, very stable. Um, you know, we make a variety of different hull shapes for different applications. Like we've got some hull shapes that are optimized for, you know, surf launching and, uh, you know, big water, rough water. We have really stable hull designs. So we have a variety of different hull shapes to, to match, you know, different um, applications. But yes, I mean, even our quote unquote tippier kayaks are still very, very stable and they've come a long, a long way over the last 10 years. Um, really the, the main concern for most people is stability and we've more than, um, you know, um, you know, delivered a product that really, you know, if anybody's nervous about it, it, it they'll get in at a demo, at a retail demo. And the first thing they say is, wow, that's a lot more stable than I thought it was going to be. And that's just all the work and the R and D time that we've put behind, you know, making sure that the hole performs, but it's also very, very stable, even for big people. There's no question. Cause even out in some of our bigger salmon fisheries, I'm talking like down in the estuaries offshore, um, even in the Columbia river gorge where it's just windy, you know, I'm not talking about just the lake. I'm talking about, you know, basically out in the wind and the water. And man, there's some days, there's some guys out there. I mean, and they're probably very experienced in those kayaks, but man, they're out there in some, snotty snotty stuff that you wouldn't think a kayak and they're they're trolling away catching away i mean absolutely no issues there no issues at all what do you guys um what do you guys see uh the future like you know you see these kayaks you know everything's evolving um you guys are getting you know you know more and more advanced you're coming up with more creative holes and stuff where where's where's kayak fishing going like what are you guys what do you see coming down i mean to where are we going to see like larger kayaks, more technology involved as far as like some of the, the way they motor about? I mean, you can't really beat the spot lock in the, you know, with the Mancota and whatnot, but where, where, where can you guys go from here? Well, that's a great question. I think you're already kind of seeing um, where it's going. Um, you know, there's still a lot of purists, not a lot. There's still some purists out there that prefer to paddle, but the lion's share of people that are getting into kayak fishing want their hands free. So that's, you know, answered by uh, either pedaling or motorizing your kayak experience. And that's, that's uh, primarily what we're selling the most of these days is, um, you know, propulsion kayaks. So 
Uh, I think you're going to see advancements in pedal and you're going to see advancements advancements in uh, motorized kayaks and, and you'll see improvements and optimizations down the road from not only us, but from, from some of our competitors as well as people want, you know, the best experience ever to where they don't have to worry about managing their boat or controlling their boat, but focusing on fishing. So, you know, we're, we've got the privilege of being a part of the same, um, uh, uh, collection of brands is Minn Kota and Hummingbird. So we've got the advantage of being able to work with engineers from our sister brands to really deliver uh, an incredible fishing platform um, with some of these integrated technologies. So you'll see a lot more um, advancements in the, in the next 10 years, you know, to the last 10 years, if you look back at our, our line 10 years ago to where we are today, it's incredible uh, how much we've oh, advanced. Sure. So I'm really excited to see where we go, but you know, stability is, has been addressed now. It's like, how can we optimize the platform and make it even more fishable than ever? I think you know, a jet I'm, ski. I'm sure. A jet ski. I think, a little, I think I, that's going to be my next question. Like, when are they going to put like a little jet in that? A little, whether it be electric or gas or something like that, and really get after oh, it. Oh, I bet someone's. <laughs> I bet someone's thinking about it. Yeah. Good stuff. I was, I was just asking him, like, where, where do you think kayak fishing is going? Or where do you think this technology is going to go? So. One of the things that we've seen specifically out here in the Northwest is, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen it too, but kayak fishing has definitely, like, exploded. Like, there's so many more people, like, using and fishing kayaks. I think a lot of it happened through COVID, right, Ryan? Yeah, that was definitely, I mean, we had a lot of uh, tailwinds going into COVID just because we launched the Sportsman line in 2020, right before the world shut down. But because, you know, people didn't have Little League to go to anymore or the movies or whatever, they were looking for those outdoor experiences. Um, so with our new product that came out, coupled with uh, just millions and millions and more people wanting to get outside and, and buy a fishing license again and a hunting license again, we saw an incredible uptick in um, participation in our space. And so, you know, that's definitely uh, been incredible, just welcoming a lot more people into the fold. Um, and you know, honestly, it's not people necessarily that um, don't own boats, that, that can't afford boats. It's people that own boats that want a different experience too. So we're selling to people that can't afford boats or don't have the ability to store or maintain a boat that are buying them. But we're also finding that people that own, you know, 80, 90, $100,000 uh, fishing boats can't access parts of the lake mm-hmm. or areas around them that they can't get their boat into and they want to fish and have the same experience as their big boat. So we're seeing some big boat people start to invest in kayak fishing as well because it just gives you another way, a new experience to do the thing that you love. Absolutely. That's the thing I'm excited about, you know, with having mine is like I love chasing big largemouth, like big largemouth bass. And a lot of the areas that I go, you can't have motors at all. Mm-hmm. can't have any sort of motor whatsoever. So the electric, I mean, you can have an electric. And so that's where the autopilot, it's just going to really – I'm stoked because normally I have a little aluminum boat that I throw in the back of my thing and then I got to throw the battery in there and then throw the trolling motor in and there. And it's tippy and it's going to kill me. Yeah, it's tippy <laughs> and it's just not the, the kayaks is such a I keep experience. thinking for waterfowl hunting and elk hunting, getting into those little mm-hmm. creeks and streams yep. and stuff like that. You know, I don't know how many guys are using it for that, but it's definitely could be in the arsenal to get you away and get you deeper into spots for sure easily. Yeah, that'd be yeah, huge. And we, we definitely do sell uh, quite a few crafts to people that hunt as well i'm a big waterfowl and whitetail hunter and uh just having the ability to kind of sneak in and and just having water as a way to access these water 
water access only spots for whitetail is incredible or turkey hunting but it's a fun platform to duck hunt out of too because if you don't have a dog or your dog's just not well trained um the kayak is your way to get in it's also your retriever and you can brush it in and, and hide it pretty easily too yeah, so sure. it's a really fun way to, to, to duck hunt yeah i didn't even think about using it to retrieve the ducks that's cool that's really cool well, Ryan, I appreciate you joining us. Is there anything that you want to kind of tell the addicts out there or anyone listening? Like, do you guys got anything new coming you want to give us a little sneak peek on or anything else you kind of want to say before we let you go? We got to, we got you on our, our, live, our live feed tonight, so. Yeah, yeah, you know, we've been around since 1898. We make our products up here in Maine. Um, we're really proud of what we do, and, you know, for those that are in the Pacific Northwest that are interested in trying or, or exploring what we have, Next Adventure right there in Portland, uh, is a great retailer of ours. We have a handful of retailers. If you check us out at oldtownwatercraft.com, we've got a dealer locator. If you want to maybe do our kayak finder to see which one's right for you, check it out. Um, and if you guys have any listeners have any questions, you can find me on Instagram at, at Ryan S. Lilly. And I'm happy to feel any questions that anybody has. Awesome. And these guys also have their own social platforms, guys. You can look up Old Town Canoes and Kayaks on Instagram and basically any of the social platforms. And I'm sure you can get questions answered there as well. So we appreciate you joining us, Ryan. We'll see you in just a few minutes on the live feed. Sounds good. Thanks. You bet. Now it's just us. <laughs> Cam's looking at me with like a, I'm what like, did you just do right there? <laughs> <laughs> working no, on his no, Yeah, I didn't realize. No, we'll talk about that later. I, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's Springer season and it's uh, it's Springer it's, season it's and both these guys are tired really as hell like, and they don't know what to say. I've been on like an eight day bender in a row and uh, yeah, it's uh, two a.m. wake up. Yeah, I don't watch for you. You know what I've been doing, guys? Four a.m. <laughs> Shed hunting. Ooh, I've been out looking for elk sheds. I found six one day. I found you seven. Hammered them. You hammered those sheds. I've been doing good. <laughs> nice. I've been doing good. It's been a fun couple, fun couple days. I'm now I'm planning a trip over to the blues. I'm gonna have to get over there and try to find some big ones. Nice. What did you say to me when you when you you're like oh we, you said we we smoked them or we like it's basically like you're you're insinuating that you caught a bunch of them. Oh, but I'm know. like you did that to sheds like you ham- <laughs> I can't remember if you said hammered or no you said smashed them you said sm- oh, yeah, oh, we, we smashed them I'm like you smashed the sheds like <laughs> smashed them hey all my fellow addicts out there that are that are shed fans they know they know what it no is. I know but I was just like it's kind of like when your wife comes home and like you're, you're deer heading and you're like, you catch any you catch so any you don't deer. really catch I feel like you don't smash sheds you find sheds. I mean, smash, smash, smash is kind of like a, it's a term that can, yeah, be, it used can be used for, for really... lots of things. Yes, we know. Yeah, there's a lot of things <laughs> I like to smash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's, a, there's a bunch of access deer up where I'm staying and they lost their antlers two days ago and they're in a high fence and some of my roommates are, they're like, like oh man, we want to <laughs> jump that and get those sheds. So there's that, that's funny oh, that you boy. say that. Yeah. And we won't go into the story. I was about to tell them mind. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Probably a good idea. Well, before we kind of get off here, because we got a, me and Ryan got 10 minutes to eat our food before we, before we get out of here. But, uh, anything else you guys want to say? Anything else you got coming up? Exciting. Just news? glad it warmed up finally. And the water temps came up and the fish seemed to be biting a lot better. It was a pretty brutal spring and, Winter, I guess. I don't know. The winter, the spring seemed to be a little bit more brutal than the winter time, and yeah, just did. good to see fish showing up and uh, good action and good weather. You know. Yeah, things are definitely looking up, and I do know one thing, guys. I know Ryan has some seats out there, so if you guys want to get out fishing, go. Now's the time. Now is the time to put the most best eating fish on the planet in 
your fridge and your freezers on oh, your smokers. Yeah. I had Springer last night. We killed eight yesterday, six the day before, six the day before, and I haven't even been able to eat some myself the last couple of days. Yeah, so he's been smashing them, guys. So, I again, I, I've said this a lot, but I highly, highly recommend Riverside Guide Service. Hit him up. Go fishing. He's a fun guy to fish with. You're going to learn a lot. And really, in that fishery up there that he's doing right now, he's one of the best. I'm just going to say it out there. There's Anyone can try to deny it, but he is. So if you want to go fishing, get up there with him. And uh, if you want to go fishing with Cam, you have to book it two years in advance. Ooh, I hate to tell you, Cameron, but someone, <laughs> two boats trolled by me the other day, and they're like, you're the legend. You're the legend of this lake. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Th- that's good. That's good. Because I don't want to be called legend. And second off, I don't want to be on that lake, so you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> You well, awesome, guys. We appreciate you tuning in. Thanks so much, Ryan. What's your phone number if they want to get a hold of you or where uh, can they get booked? Best trips? way is uh, you can call, contact us at 253-397-7780 if you want to call. And if not, just look us up on Facebook, Riverside Guide Service. What's your website? Website. The new one's uh, riversideguide.com. There you go. Riversideguide.com. That's what. That's probably one of the best ways, guys, you can get on there, fill out his contact form, get all the information, tell them what trip you want to do. So riversideguide.com. And huge shout-out to Old Town. Old Town Kayaks, we appreciate them. Awesome supporter of Addicted. Go out there looking into some kayak fishing. It's definitely fun, and if you guys have been thinking about it, the autopilots are the best. Yeah, I've, I've seen, I don't know, probably like 30 to 40% increase this year in how many guys I see out there with the electrics and stuff, and they're, they're getting them. Well, the, the thing that's crazy, too, with, like, the Dakota Lithiums and the new, like, lithium oh. battery technology. Oh, yeah. It's like, dude, you could sit out there and troll in the bubble for two days straight without having to do anything with your battery. Oh, yeah. That's a game changer, yeah. just the, the lightness and the batteries and everything. And like you're saying, it's just get out there and get them now. Cool. Well, we appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you on the river. Thanks.